Had Wade Bennett truly forgiven her? Skirts tucked up, shoes dangling from one hand, Abigail Clayton stepped over the pungent remains of a horseshoe crab and studied the tumbling surf as if the answer to her question might be written there. A storm had blown ashore after midnight, leaving in its wake piles of broken shells, burrowing whelks, and clumps of rust-colored seaweed. Under the warm spring light, the deserted beach took on a particular radiance that illuminated a pair of orange-beaked skimmers searching for sand crabs and a flock of brown pelicans gliding above the breakers. Despite her worry, Abby released a grateful sigh. How perfect was God's creation! How delightful the rhythm of life on Polly's Island! Last week, with the last of the rice fields planted, Papa had closed Mulberry Hall and moved the household, furnishings, livestock, house servants, and all, here, to Osprey Cottage. The twelve-mile journey, nine by water down the Waccamaw River and three by land, had been accomplished by nightfall. The days following passed in a blur of activity. After a thorough cleaning and airing of the cottage, Mama had supervised the unpacking of dishes and lamps, silver and crystal, and set about preparing for the Clayton's annual spring barbecue. On Friday, the beach would ring with the sound of dozens of their guests gathering for a three-day visit before leaving for summer homes in Saratoga or Europe. Abby dropped her shoes onto the sand and stooped to examine a tiny fan-shaped shell. Mama was counting on her to help with the preparations, but all she could think about was Dr. Wade Bennett. Would he attend the party or stay away? Was he still holding on to his anger in the wake of their quarrel? She heaved another sigh. If only she could take back her hurtful words. If only she could tell him that, Miss Abigail... Rapid footsteps sounded behind her, and Abby turned to see her mother's favorite house servant, Sophronia, hurrying along the beach. Sturdy and compact, Sophronia reminded Abby of the steamers that plied the low country rivers. All she lacked was a smokestack and a whistle, and despite her small stature, she could move like wildfire through kindling when on a mission for Mama. Clearly, that was the case now. Sophronia hove to a stop in front of Abby, hands on hips, a frown creasing her smooth brown face. Where you been? Your mama sent me to fetch you half an hour ago. I went down to the boathouse. Abby jumped as the cold surf rushed over her bare toes. I wanted to be sure my rowboat survived the winter. I must have lost track of time. You know Miss Alicia don't like you taking that boat out by yourself. It sure ain't ladylike, and besides that, it ain't safe. I've had a boat since I was ten years old, and I don't take it into open water. I stick to the marshes. Where the alligator's just waiting to gobble you up for breakfast. Sophronia glanced at Abby's feet. Better not let Miss Alicia catch you running round with no shoes on. I know it. Mama can be such a stickler for propriety. Abby plopped down on a patch of dry sand to pull on her stockings and shoes. Honestly, I don't see why she must stand on formality, even here at the beach. 
Sophronia's brows went up. Maybe cause your daddy got his sights on running for office, and the governor himself is on the way here for the barbecue. Sophronia held out a hand and hauled Abigail to her feet. Come on home now, for your breakfast gets cold as stone.